welcome. I'm Pastor Vincent Grissom, and this is Applying God's Word, a teaching ministry from the Word of God. This is study number 128, titled, Having a Faith That Endures. Our passage today from Hebrews chapter 10 has three key parts to it that will give us a word of caution, a word of commendation, and a word of challenge. Now, we've all seen news reports that pause and say the following contains graphic content, viewer discretion advised. Well, I like to start by saying that the opening verses are graphic in content, but he who has an ear to hear, let him hear. So let's begin with Hebrews chapter 10, verses 26 through 39. Verse 26. If we deliberately keep on sinning after we have received the knowledge of the truth, no sacrifice for sins is left, but only a fearful expectation of judgment and a raging fire that will consume the enemies of God. Anyone who rejected the law of Moses died without mercy on the testimony of two or three witnesses. How much more severely do you think someone deserves to be punished who has trampled the Son of God underfoot, who has treated as an unholy thing the blood of the covenant that sanctified them, and who has insulted the Spirit of grace? For we know him who said, It is mine to avenge, I will repay, and again, the Lord will judge his people. It is a dreadful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Remember those earlier days when you had received the light, when you endured a great conflict full of suffering. Sometimes you were publicly exposed to insult and persecution. At other times you stood side by side with those who were so treated. You suffered along with those in prison and joyfully accepted the confiscation of your property because you knew that you yourselves had better and lasting possessions. So do not throw away your confidence. It will be richly rewarded. You need to persevere so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised. For in just a little while, he who is coming will come and will not delay. And... But my righteous one will live by faith, and I take no pleasure in the one who shrinks back. But we do not belong to those who shrink back and are destroyed, but to those who have faith and are saved. Father, bless us in the hearing of your word with ears to hear, and in that hearing understand. Amen. The Jewish Christians during the time Hebrews was written had been going through difficult times of persecution for their faith. Some were tempted to detach themselves from their Christian fellowship in order to avoid arrest, reproach, and suffering. Moreover, some were in danger of turning their backs on Christianity and reverting to Judaism. And so they were being warned of the dangers of apostasy, which is the deliberate and complete abandonment of one's faith in Jesus Christ. For this reason, we read in verses 35 to 36, So do not throw away your confidence. It will be richly rewarded. You need to persevere, so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised. In these verses, the writer of Hebrews encourages them and us to maintain our faith in Jesus Christ, no matter what kind of trials we might have to face. 
These words are a strong encouragement for believers going through difficult days. We all need this exhortation, especially in view of Christ's imminent return. When Jesus comes again, those who truly believe in Jesus will be men and women of enduring faith. Until then, there is need for patient endurance. At the start, I mentioned three key parts to this passage in Hebrews chapter 10, verses 26 through 39, a word of caution, a word of commendation, and a word of challenge. Let's take a look at all three in detail. First, verses 26 through 31 is a sobering word of caution to those tempted to turn away from the faith. All of us will face challenges to our faith. Some, it seems then, and also now, were and are in danger of willfully rejecting Christ after receiving the knowledge of the truth. Times of testing separate the true believers from the pretenders. To turn away from Jesus is to trample the Son of God underfoot, to consider the precious blood of Christ a common thing, and to insult the Spirit of grace. Furthermore, to reject Christ is to face terrible consequences. Verse 26 and 27 are direct. If we deliberately keep on sinning after we have received the knowledge of the truth, no sacrifice for sins is left, but only a fearful expectation of judgment and of raging fire that will consume the enemies of God. If you turn your back on Christ, you turn your back on the only sacrifice for sin acceptable to God that God provides without which the fearful expectation of judgment for your sin will remain. Some today say they are under grace, and to them grace has become a license to continue in sin and in turn insult the spirit of grace. The Apostle Paul warns against this in Romans chapter 6, verses 1 and 2, where he says, What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Certainly not. How shall we who died to sin live any longer in it? It is clear that we cannot continue to willfully sin without genuine confession and repentance and expect God's grace to cover us. 1 John chapter 1 verse 9 tells us, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. God is always ready and willing to forgive us when we repent of our sins and turn back to him. However, we cannot continue to willfully sin and expect to maintain our relationship with God. Second, a word of commendation to those who maintain their faith in verses 32 through 34. Verse 32, Remember those early days after you had received the light, when you endured in a great conflict full of suffering. Sometimes you were publicly exposed to insult and persecution. At other times, you stood side by side with those who were so treated. You suffered along with those in prison and joyfully accepted the confiscation of your property because you knew that you yourselves had better and lasting possessions. While some were tempted to turn away from the faith, others maintained their confidence in spite of adverse circumstances. After trusting in Jesus, the early believers became the targets of persecution. Often their own families disowned them, their friends abandoned them, and their foes harassed them. 
Sometimes they suffered individually, and other times they suffered with their fellow believers. Yet they maintained their commitment to Jesus Christ. When their possessions were confiscated, they accepted joyfully and chose to be faithful to Jesus rather than turn away from their faith. Our own experiences with Christ's faithfulness challenge us to maintain our confidence in Christ in spite of the opposition. And third, a word of challenges to believers facing difficult days. Verses 35 through 39. Verse 35. So do not throw away your confidence. It will be richly rewarded. You need to persevere so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised. For in just a little while, he who is coming will come and will not delay. But my righteous one will live by faith. And I take no pleasure in the one who shrinks back. But we do not belong to those who shrink back and are destroyed, but to those who have faith and are saved. Verse 35 begins with, So do not throw away your confidence. It will be richly rewarded. We've come too far to turn back now. Having endured so much in the past, we should not give up now. We are nearer to the fulfillment of God's promises than ever before. This is no time to turn back. You need endurance, perseverance, steadfastness. What they needed and what we need is the determination to remain faithful in the face of persecutions rather than to escape them by denying Christ or, as we discussed last time, being ashamed of the testimony of Christ. Verse 36 tells us that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised. Keep trusting Jesus. Keep looking up. Keep your faith. It will endure. No turning back. In verses 37 and 38, Habakkuk 2 verse 3 is quoted. For yet a little while, and he that shall come will come, and will not tarry. We see that the life that pleases God is the life of faith. The first half of verse 38 tells us, But my righteous one will live by faith. It is the life of faith that pleases God. Hebrews chapter 11 has many examples of people of faith, like this one from verses 5 and 6. By faith Enoch was taken from this life, so that he did not experience death. He could not be found because God had taken him away. For before he was taken, he was commended as one who pleased God. And without faith, it is impossible to please God, because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. This life of faith is the life that values God's promises that sees the unseen, and that perseveres to the end. On the other hand, the life that displeases God is the life that abandons Christ for the old life of sin. The balance of verse 38 tells us, And I take no pleasure in the one who shrinks back. So don't be the one who shrinks back. In the face of such trials, do not throw away your confidence it will be richly rewarded. You need to persevere so that when you have done the will of God, 
you will receive what he has promised. So let's keep our eyes on Jesus in these difficult final days. Too often we fear what people think of us and are tempted to give in to them. It seems that we want to please people rather than to please God. The fear of God's displeasure should motivate us to maintain our confidence in Jesus Christ. The chapter concludes with verse 39 in confidence that we, loved ones, will keep the faith. Verse 39, but we do not belong to those who shrink back and are destroyed, but to those who have faith and are saved. Thank you.